and welcome back to our next episode of the MDCP podcast. Full gang on deck today. Got Christina back from Madison. She's back from the games doing all things uh, coaching athletes, coaching in the affiliate, doing all the things in Madison. So uh, no doubt somewhat sleep deprived and uh, but running on a high. So good to have you back. We've missed you the last couple of sessions. I know. Thank you. Missed yeah. you guys too. Um, and Ash and Sam, as always. That was like when my, when my dude, when my yeah. mother comes in and she's like, yeah. grandkids, grandkids. Yeah. Hi, son. You know? yeah. <laughs> I do I do it to Tony all the time. I was like, oh, it's so great to have you on. And here I am with Tony. And Tony's here too. Yeah. So <laughs> um all right. So today I thought we'd get into something a bit more um in the touchy feely range. When it comes to, you know, we're talking about coaching and the, the you know, our goal is to create value so that coaches can see their own value and start to earn an income from coaching and say in the space. And there's a lot of things that go into that. And we've covered a, a whole heap of that stuff um, from various things we talk about in the MDCP uh, course, as well as, you know, we we had the webinar a couple of weeks ago, um, all of that sort of stuff we're, we're touching on. But now I think it's, you know, it's time to get into some of the the softer um, and the, the more self-centred stuff about being a coach and, and what that means. Ironically, I'm now going to take the word coach out of it. So what I want us to reflect on today, and we're going to go through this um, discussion, is who are you? And I don't mean who are you as a coach? Or who are you as your life story um, and, you know, stuff that you might jump onto a therapist lens to discuss. But absent of all labels, and I know a lot of coaches have this, but absent of all labels and all of the what's, so we don't want to get into what's bill today as in what I do or any of those sort of things or even why I do it, but who are you without labels like coach, you know, husband, partner, sister, brother, parent, all these million things. And we're going to peel it back because if you can get to that, the power of getting to that as coaches is it's really going to help you get to your purpose and to really look at, you know, be able to then layer on why you do what you do and then layer on the what's. And coaches struggle with this, so I thought it was worthwhile to discuss today. Yeah. Yes, Sam. Sam's got his hand up. He either well, needs to pee or he has a point to raise. <laughs> Could be either or. I got to think. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I really love that you said that coaches struggle with this because I think we should we should disclose the fact that we tried to talk about this. We tried to have a conversation. We recorded a whole podcast mm-hmm. and it didn't speak to this in the way that we wanted to. And mm-hmm. like that's how difficult this is. Mm-hmm. We are immersed in this. and for people who are immersed in it, it can still be difficult to really dig deep enough. And, you know, even just taking away those labels of coach, father, partner, whatever, like, who are you without those like societal labels that we put on kind of as a mantle and things like this. So, mm-hmm. so it's a really, really hard thing. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that even we don't get things right the first time or maybe yeah. ever. So this is an ongoing process for all of us. 
live. Yeah, and so that and you know that that first episode, and you know, Ash raised a point in a chat we had is your initial reaction was when we talked about that was, oh, it's like introducing Sam and Ash to the world. Who are we? Totally, yeah. you know, and your backstory and your journey to get there. And that's, you know, totally not, um, you know, it's it's completely the opposite because it was filled. And I think I used on that episode mm. Wattsville several times. Okay, that was really interesting, guys, but now I'm going to keep bringing you back. So, yeah. you know, and we got into that. So let's start on that is, you know, we can go, you know, around or someone can pop up their hand if you want, but who are you? like? If you, if we were going to peel away things, like where do you start with that that like mind blowing thought? Well, I think that it's important first to realize why do we need to know that, right? And I think because it, it's an uncomfortable thing to think about, right? Like who are we deep deep down? Um, besides being coaches and and all the other roles that we play, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back earlier today, I, I coached a class and, um, we were working on squat clean and jerks. And I had a gentleman that I was working with that I work with often and just trying to kind of correct bar path and, and deal with some things. And, and he had a certain number in his head that he wanted to hit and, uh, it didn't go well. You know, my, my cues, they didn't come across. He wasn't quite getting it. wasn't clicking. And so in that moment, we both had a moment of where I lost track of myself as a coach because I felt like I was failing him, that I wasn't able to communicate what I needed to, to get him to perform the lift the way it needed to be performed. And then he was also losing sight of himself in the fact that he felt like he sucked and that he couldn't perform the lift, right? And so I think that the reason why it's so important for us, especially in our role, to figure out this why and who we are is because we need to teach our members to do the same, right? My member this morning who struggled is not limited to his inability to squat clean 255. That it has nothing to do with who he is as a human being, right? Part of my job as a coach is to empower him to walk out of the gym and feel like I am strong, I am healthy, I am capable, whoever he is, right? And so if I'm caught up in I'm a shitty coach because I couldn't get him to clean 255, now we have a whole, we have a conundrum here, right? So so I think we start with that, right? Like deeper reason, like why do you need to figure out who you are? Because we are so much more than coaches. And our members are so much more than what they do in the gym. And it's it's very easy to get caught up in that. I mean, if we, to use, a, I, I guess, an example we've seen very recently this weekend at the Games, um, you know, when Roman Krennikov hurt his foot and he's like limping through the stadium, like, I'm not crying, you're crying, that whole thing. But it's very easy for, for those guys to get caught up in, well, I am a CrossFit athlete, I'm a Games athlete, I'm wearing the leader's jersey, I'm this. Someone asked him why he was, you know, mm. conti continuing to push through, and he said, I want to make my son proud. You know, mm. I'm doing this to show that you can do hard things or, you know, I'm not doing, I'm completely butchering that quote. But because he had a very clear idea of who he is first as a human mm. versus 
Roman the athlete, it made it very easy for him to make that decision to to continue on, not because, like, yes, he wanted the 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 win and to have the title and, and the money and all the rest of it, but at his core he was doing this for his son to make his son proud. Mm. And that was, you know, who he was as a person versus, oh, uh, you know, I've tweaked my finger, I'm, I'm out kind of deal. Like right. what was his reason right. to continue? So he has a very clear perspective of yeah. who he is as a person rather than, as you said, getting caught up in the the what of I'm lifting, I'm doing the thing, you know, I'm a, I'm a games athlete or I'm a member at a gym and I'm defined by my grace friend or Helen time. Right. Yeah, and um, Farron was recently just on here and she even spoke to that in, in maybe a little bit of a different sense, but... I remember it really stood out to me. She said, you know, the air squat, everybody's squat is a little bit different. So she was making the point of if I try to squat exactly like this guy, Henry, next to me, it's not going to work because I'm trying to do what he's bringing to the table as opposed to what I'm bringing to the table. And the same thing applies for coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have our different beings of who we are to speak to today's uh, topic. And if we try to adopt someone else's or get too caught up in the what's of, of labels and definitions, then we can lose sight of that. Like we did when we tried to go through this last week, right, Sam? Like we did keep drawing it back to our experiences, our labels and so on, but mm. we weren't getting down to the nitty gritty. And, um, I know it, like it might seem like we're dancing around it now, but it's basically because it took us going through all of that. And like Christina just said, and needing to know why it's important for us to know it, um, to be able to, to come to this point and then really discuss it. Well, I think that's a great and altruistic reason. I'm just dancing around it, frankly, because like. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just sitting here warming up. It's coming. Don't I, I, worry. I'm There's enjoying the question. calm before the storm. You know what I mean? Well, um, and to be honest, it's always evolving, right? Like, you know, Lisa as a coach has worked with all of us and mm. we're, we'll bring things here and she'll ask, she'll dig into that and ask why and ask, well, mm. what does that mean to you? And why does that define you? And it'll make us ask those questions more and more and then see deeper into that. So it's never ending and it's always evolving. Well, I think part of that is due to the fact that we as individuals are always changing and evolving. Um, right. And I can, I could speak to that personally, you know, setting myself on a very particular trajectory and then realizing that I needed to take a course correction and okay, how does that change how I view myself? What is How does that change the role that I occupy and how I execute on those things? Having a coach to provide another voice other than the itty bitty shitty committee of one that sits in the square foot between my ears like that's incredibly helpful because it was it was very difficult dogs it was very difficult for me to not get drawn in and you know um lost in that particular ex uh, experience um and it's it's still an ongoing thing so um yes and, and again, you know, going through that experience is you realised how much you had linked your identity to that thing that you had created. Yes. And then when you didn't have that thing, I, you know, without, you know, 
airing, you know, your laundry, so to speak. But when you didn't have that thing, you really questioned a bit of, well, who am I in this this space, that space? You know, where do I fit? You know, where do I fit now? Like, what's my purpose? Oh, it's it so, wasn't that I. It wasn't that I questioned. I questioned it. I had a I had a fucking crisis of yep. faith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but it, I was, like I was being I gentle. But... I, 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 I like that you're being gentle, but like to be frank, mm. I had a moderate depressive episode that lasted two months. Like mm. that's that was a serious thing. And yeah, and you, know, you did ask a lot of questions. Well, where does this leave me as a husband, as a father, as a as a coach, as a you know? I'm doing all these things, but now. You once those labels sort of were forcibly removed, mm-hmm. not father, husband, you were clearly those still those things. Sure. But once you had the external labels removed, you were like, Well, fuck, who's Sam? Right. Now? And I know in your journey through life that you have come across that numerous times, but again, you were c- confronted with it and it was incredibly uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess my question to the to the the group and the our listeners and viewers, um, you know, why is it so uncomfortable? So like Ash, you said, we're just dancing around it and warm and fuzzy and let's chat about the games and the athletes and yeah. coaching people. Like that's where Christina went. Like, <laughs> it was like, we're going to distract Lisa and she's going to leave us alone. Um, no. Nowhere. It's, no. No. No one's safe. No, no one's safe. But why is this difficult to, um, and I look, I'm not, you know, the patron saint of all things immaculate when it comes to identity and coaching. Um, my biggest struggle when I closed the affiliate was, well, fuck, who am I, who am I now? Mm-hmm. Because I had built my entire identity around being a CrossFit coach and yeah. an affiliate owner. That was, yeah. if someone said to me, who are you? That's the first, oh, I'm, I'm an affiliate owner. That's the first thing I would lead off with mm-hmm. then when I didn't have that I really had to go through that painful process of redefining but also understanding at my very core who am I yeah and what makes me tick therefore then I could then find something that would then give me purpose with that and so why do, why is that difficult for us well <laughs> And to be very honest, I can't speak for Sam and Christina. I know Sam recently went through it. Christina, I know, has gone through her. But, like, I feel like I am still in the midst of discovering that. Um, and I feel like I've I've had that reflection a few times. And I think it's um, one of the reasons it's difficult to define it maybe or answer it clearly Um, is because we live, we're surrounded by labels, right? We're, we're being sold things all the time. We need this thing. We need that. And then why we need it. And it's, you know, all of it has to do with defining yourself and making yourself into that person you want to be with all these things and all, um, I, I don't know. So I think that's why, I guess. Is Do you think, but so when, when you talk about your journey, Ash, yeah. Um, and I know that you've struggled to go, I don't know what thing to do. Like, I've got all these that's opportunities, what thing to do is 
do you think having a lack of that clarity around your root, who are you, not, you know, Ash the coach, the mother, the the yoga teacher, the the million other things that you do is stopping you having that clarity of who are you so that you can then go, ah, this is my purpose. This is this is my, you know, direction. This is where I need to head. Yeah, I think that, you know, I have not hit the nail on the head after last week. I have really sat with that a lot and had a lot of different reflections. But I do think that once you are very rooted and confident in an aspect of that, of that, who am I? Um, I imagine that not only can you figure out where to go with it, but also that thing, it, the opportunities that come to you are much more clear on what you're going to say yes and what you're going to say no to, right? Hmm. Um, you're not just chasing chasing the shiny objects. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think that the fact of the matter is it's like you, it, we are constantly, um, whether we want to admit it or not, looking for distractions from hmm. all of our feelings, right? So um, human beings love happy feelings and positive feelings and we celebrate them all the time, you know, good things. Um and then the problem is that when we have negative emotions, we're always in a rush to get through that and back to the next happy feeling, right? So absolutely, we are yeah. always looking for some way out of the negative feeling. The discomfort, the right? Discomfort, right? The yeah. problem is the answer to who you are a lot of times, in my opinion, rests in really diving in and settling in and sitting down and spending time with those negative feelings, right? And so it becomes this kind of check-in with yourself, right? You know, Lisa and I just had a conversation on my coaching call where I've had some interactions with other humans that leave me feeling a lot of feelings, um, that I'm still processing and still sorting through. But if I sit down and really just sit with them and analyze, okay, I feel this way because I like to please other people. I am a helper. I am somebody who loves people. I I want other people to feel love. Like that is one of my biggest driving factors, right? Mm -hmm. I want people to feel loved so deeply, right? And I will do anything that I can to make that happen. So when somebody around me acts in a way that makes me feel some negative feelings, whether it's I did something wrong or they're feeling down, I spiral and I panic and I don't know what to do, right? Because uh, everything, it just feels negative, right? And I feel like I have to fix it. I feel like I'm, I'm the fixer, right? So if I were to sit there, that's just like an example of me kind of sitting down and just really trying to unpack that, 
right? And and that mm. takes it's just it's uncomfortable. It is so much easier to be like, oh, forget it. I'm just gonna call my friend and vent about this shitty person and the shitty thing that they said, right? That's easier than sitting down and being like, okay, this happened. This is how I feel. Why do I feel that way? What is it that's making me react this way? And and really just like sitting down with it, like an old friend, like this <laughs> negative emotion, right? And just really trying to, uh, you know, just name it. And I think the more that we do that, the more that we really come to find out what is truly, you know, deep within us and, and what drives us. Mm. And I, I go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. No, you well, go. I, I agree entirely, oh, but what you're talking about is entirely anathema to basically all of human psychology. Like, and that's what makes it hard is nobody wants to do that. Like, no. I, yeah. I want to feel comfort. I want to have a warm spot by the fire. I want to feel welcome in the tribe. And I want to feel, you know, confident that we're going to use the fire and the security of the tribe to keep the dangers in the dark at bay. Like, whereas if you turn, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, but so we all do CrossFit, right? Uh We all seek out discomfort in order to grow. So why is that different? I'm not saying I have the answer, but like, why is it different that we Mm -hmm. seek out the discomfort of an intense CrossFit workout, knowing that it makes us grow, knowing Mm -hmm. that it gets us fitter? Why do we seek that out, but we can't sit down and have conversations with ourselves in our lowest moments? I have uh, to that same question. <laughs> I think, like, go ahead. Go, Sam. No, you go, well, Sam. For me, it's the difference between looking at a lion in the zoo and camping out in the savannah. Like, uh, I, I, hmm. like a CrossFit class is a contrived space. I go there. I know exactly what's going to happen because there's a whiteboard and it tells me exactly what's going to happen. Right. Whereas looking in the mirror and that introspection, that's, that's the dark outside of the fire. That's where the monsters are like, Mm. and what you, you know, to name it, I've got to turn and look in the dark and meet the monsters and then give them names, you know, like that's, is it possible? Absolutely. Does CrossFit provide us a place to practice those things in a very safe and contrived environment? Absolutely. But does it then still take incredible courage to turn and look into the dark? Yes, absolutely. And I think to the to the degree to your point, um, you know, Christina and Sam, like CrossFit and and saying that, you know, I like to embrace discomfort. I like to do hard things is a distraction because it's a thing because you're abdicating responsibility to face, you know, your true, you know, self because, well, I do it through, I do classes, I do CrossFit, I do hard things. So the re- the um, responsibility for um, being uncomfortable goes to somebody else or something else. It's so again when we get back to distraction and avoiding distraction because even listening to you guys talk on this is still like just we're just poking at the edges we're just you know um because it's 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 very 
um, uncomfortable and to be able to sit in that space. And to your point, Sam, when we talk, you know, to use that, to continue on that analogy of, well, I'm with the tribe by the fire, like everything's good. If I don't look in the dark, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so if I, the, so like I can go in the ocean and I can yeah. assume that there's nothing, you know, beneath me that's going to eat me. That's cool. Yeah. And whereas it's there, if I choose to think on it or go in, you know, deeper than my knees, let's face it, which is why I don't. But <laughs> if we, it's, it's, if we don't acknowledge that and we don't look at it and we forget that it's, and we pretend that it's not there and I focus forward on the fire. So in your analogy, the fire is the CrossFit basically. Yeah. So I'm just going to focus on this thing where I stand too close mm. to the flame. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, I'm so cool. I'm dealing with discomfort. <laughs> but am I, am I really? It's, That's really, you know, really accurate. Yeah. yeah. I, and like, honestly, when Christina shared that part, I was like kind of internally thinking when I was reflecting on my stuff from last week and the who am I, I didn't even look at that. Like we have number, we, we are a, a bunch of things, right? But I didn't even, since we're going with the monster analogy, I didn't even look at that monster that is love and wanting to give and receive love and make sure other people feel like I didn't even touch that with a 10 foot pole. It didn't even enter into my campground. <laughs> you know, I didn't hear that monster until you said that. So like, I just wrote that down because I have another thing that I got to do some deep work on. Um, and at, wow, I am shaking at the attempt to make us not dance around more. I'm going to share kind of a very broad baseline of what I came to from last week to this week, which is I am someone who is both fascinated and curious about nature and its harmony and then interactions among people to create our own harmony between ourselves, nature, and health, which would also just be cause and effect. Um, but again, that is a lot of things and yeah, I don't I gonna... think I broke it down because putting it into words was very challenging for me. Mm. And I think, um, you know, that's um, an awesome first step in reflection to put that there. But, you know, again, as a coach, it's my job to bring you back is go, hey, you're heading to Wattsville again. Right. Because if you look at what you've spoken about there, it is, you know, um, looking at the interactions and, and the last part, which has just gone out of my, evaporated out of my brain. But um, we always as humans will default to a what always because it's tangible. It's a thing to do versus just sitting in that um, empty space, looking at the dark, waiting for something to appear. So, you know, if you were to strip away every essence of, you know, the, the construct you have is like, and I think one of the examples I gave, you know, last week, if if this was your last day on earth and you were called to account and, you know, I'm not going into religious territory, but you're called to account for, you know, who are you and, you know, in, in this, in this moment, like who, who, or who have you been if you're looking back? It's like, 
you know, can you answer that without delving into, well, I helped lots of people and, yep, cool, that's a what, that's great. Um, oh, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. No, my question is who are you, you know, and even getting into that that space of not so much what do you believe but, you know, we have what we what do we believe to be true about ourselves, which is quite often a false narrative because we we're, we're amazing creatures at making ourselves feel better and telling ourselves, you know, you're, you know, you sit there's a thousand quotes on, you know, your, your, your mind is a liar, which it essentially is. We will self-soothe ourselves. We will tell ourselves all manner of bullshit to make ourselves feel better. So asking if you sit down and go, well, who do I believe myself to be? is a good first step to then unpack that because you realise that's 90% like PR and just, you know, blowing smoke up your own ass kind of thing. But being able to sit and stare in the dark, as Sam said, or, you know, stare in the mirror and go, okay, well, who am I without dipping into what's? And, yeah, as coaches, it's we feel like that we should have all the answers. Because person A has come to me with problem B and they want a solution. And it's my job to give them the solution. Completely, that's the antithesis of our model here at Fitfiliate, where we're not here to give you a solution. We're here to transfer our belief into you that you have your own solution. We believe in you because if we didn't believe in you, you wouldn't be here. But as coaches, we, we fall into that trap as like, I have to have the solution because this person has come to me for the solution. So I am a coach. I am a solution giver, a provider, a life changer, all the words that we use for ourselves. But is that really who we are that lets us be at our best and, and to live our true purpose? Because once you define your purpose, as Ash said earlier, like, it becomes so much easier to know what to say yes to, what to say no to, you know, what aligns with who you are, not just your values, but aligns with who you be. Like who, like without a doubt, with if the whole world came, you know, like Sam, to go back to you for a moment, you felt like your whole world crumbled down for like, you know, what you had built up as in this paradigm of where you exist and that came mm -hmm. crumbling down. So if everything fell apart, like I still need to know who I am so that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I know what the next step to take is. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So um, how do we get to that point? Or how do you feel like that um, you can progress to that point or why it's important? Christina. Um, <laughs> Hands well, up. I think, I think the thing is it's you remove all image from it all self-image has to be removed from this and you know listening to ashley share that kind of you know deep kind of reflection that she had in herself first of all she prefaced by saying she was shaking. She felt very vulnerable mm -hmm. to share that but what you said ashley was like a very beautiful thing like you you expressed this very beautiful piece of yourself which gave me this image of you sitting in a you know 
in nature and and just kind of like taking it in and and I, I do know your appreciation for nature and the outdoors and and harmony and and energies and and stuff like that and you know my initial thought was like why does she feel uncomfortable sharing that that's beautiful like it's just such a beautiful image of just like a a beautiful raw you know human but the thing is it's like we you know we latch on to image, uh, you know, we are all hyper aware and hyper fixated on what our image is out into society, right? The image that we're giving off. Um, and, you know, just to kind of like put an example on this, I think I deal with this a lot with, you know, kind of who I am in the social media space is this, you know, larger bodied coach. And, it gives off this image that unfortunately um, people who have a different body type may project onto me like, oh, well, you have a negative image. You intake too many calories. Your body is too large. And they will kind of like, you know, put that onto me. Right. And something that I think about is that all of us, like even those people have the thing, a thing in them that's, uh, you know, not so pretty, that's, you know, negative, right? Despite what we may look like on the outside, um, you know, even this like physical Adonis <laughs> has, uh, you know, some kind of negative thing on the outside, but they're able to look at me and point and say, look, she's wrong. You can see it on her, right? And so then other people are able to hide theirs by putting forth this image, right? So that was just for the sake of example. So like, you know, you're putting forth this image of like this wonderful young woman sitting in the woods and, you know, taking in nature and the beauty that you have in your soul. But we need to check in and find the monsters, right? Like we need to figure out like, you know, again, what you said was so beautiful, but like, what are the not so beautiful parts? And like, not that you have to answer that because I think the fact of the matter is like, we're, we're, you know, I know we're trying not to skirt the subject, but it's like, it is, it's really hard. Like you have to dig deep. You have to look under the bed and you have to realize like, you know, yeah, one of my struggles is the fact that sugar tastes delicious, especially when I'm, <laughs> especially when I'm feeling not great. And, you know, unfortunately for me, that sometimes uh, is presented in the way that I look my physical being. So my thing that I struggle with is visible to all. Not everybody has that, right? So, you know, uh, it's just kind of like, again, sitting in those uncomfortable moments, you know, I've had these conversations with Lisa on our coaching call, Lisa, I want to eat like a gallon of ice cream right now. Okay, Christina, why, <laughs> you know, what, what are we trying to run away from here? What are we trying to run away what from? Are we just trying but I, when you're running into the nature, running into nature and escaping, what are you running away from? Hmm. You know, maybe that's the question that helps us get. See, and what, you know, I think, Sorry, Lisa. I don't want to lose what I'm thinking, though. So go for it. first, like for me, when I go to nature, I'm more trying to get regrounded and find answers, I guess. But what I was going to say is um, 
I don't know, like the who am I and then those hard, scary things. I don't know that I would put them as the things that define us as who we are, because I think they're the things that we find and we learn. They're the experiences that we have to handle in search or on the road to who am I, right? So if like, if we're saying something like love or harmony is who we are attempting to be, and that is who we want to perceive ourselves as, you can't have all light and harmony all the time, right? Like it's just not fucking possible because we wouldn't know bad if there was only good, right? right? Like, and I think that those hard things come in the, I I don't know if I'm being clear with this, but in the journey to trying to find those things, the, the, I mean, you, I'm not making sense. Yeah, no, you, you have made sense. And, Whilst we aren't the monsters or the the creature in the dark, that does give us insight to though to start that journey. You're right as to well, who am I? You know, I mean, I could you could look out and go, well, I'm you know insecure people pleaser who wants endless validation. You could go out and I'm not talking about anybody i'm just saying you know terms and you could say well those are my monsters but that's not who i am yeah but then that starts the journey well i'm not that because that's just a label and if someone else has pointed that out of me it's that's a distraction for them for their own you know story that they're not looking at but you know being aware of those those things is go okay well if i'm not that then who am I at heart? Like, you know, I've been through an enormous, enormous personal journey over the last three, two and a bit years, whatever, um, where I have had to come to terms with who I am as a person in regards to identity, orientation, um, roles in life, all of those things. So this is a process that I have recently you know, recently, last two and a half years, you know, gone through that process and and understood that I'm not defined by these various roles. And it's, you know, working with um, a coach and therapist and, and whatever and peeling back those layers, you get back to that point of, well, fuck, this is who I am. And then being okay to walk forward as that, not you know, the other constructs that you had that fit in with what I thought that were following the rules. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what's expected. Here's the path, which I did. And then I've just gone, well, actually, that's not who I am and flipped that on its Mm. path. But through that journey, got to understand that I wasn't all these other things that people had labeled or said or thought. Like I'm this entirely different being. And when you can sit with that, so you know, as I spoke about earlier, when I left the affiliate, you know, I struggled for a long time with who am I? If I'm not an affiliate owner, I'm not a a CrossFit coach, who am I? But going re-back through that process of identity and who I am is like, well, I'm just somebody who is curious about human behaviour and affecting change to human behaviour. It's not a what, it's not a why, it's just 
I'm curious about human behavior. So as a person who's curious about human behavior, that opens up a whole world of possibilities that I can find purpose in, not just in this four walls with these barbells and dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And also being that person who's curious about human behavior, it's like how does this then apply to my life personally as well? And the whole realm of possibilities open up rather than going, yeah, I'm a CrossFit coach. I'm a coach. This is what I do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think anybody who nods and says yes is lying. Um, <laughs> what I mean by that, like, what I mean, bookies. what I mean by that is like, I, uh, and I, and I hope I'm wrong. Let me also say that. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong because I want this to be easier for someone else than it is for me. I, this narrowing down of internal versus external, this narrowing down of this, this, this separating wheat from chaff in terms of like external, external labels, coach, father, partner, whatever versus like, and I, and I think to your point of why I experienced a, such a quote unquote crisis of faith was I had taken on the mantle of X, Y, and Z in terms of roles that I occupied rather than having a purpose and a why and a, and an identity that was internal and intrinsic and could motivate me into a direction or into an activity. Right. Mm. And it's funny because I, years and years and years ago, when I first got into CrossFit, I told myself that I was going to be a servant. I was going to, I was very, very, very specifically looking for a way to interact with other human beings uh, as contrasted against my job at the time, which was spending 56 hours, hours a week sitting in a cubicle and, you know, great money, but like, <laughs> I keep thinking of like Aladdin, phenomenal cosmic power, <laughs> space. Um, <laughs> like great money, no human interaction. And that wasn't, the way I wanted to live my life. And so I stepped into the direction of coaching specifically with the intention of, I want to live a life of service. I'm a person who's interested in living a life of service. And I do that because if I can fit my directions to that thing, I'm always going to be, it's always going to feel right. And it makes very clear, like, you know, is this thing that I have been offered to do a way to fulfill my role of service? If not, I really shouldn't be doing it. You know, if this thing that I have the opportunity to do is a way for me to live a life of service, then that's probably a place I should look into spending my time. And as we digested everything last weekend, you know, as I'm sitting to it now, the way to, I read on this and again, open to challenge my way to find the, the who of you absent those other labels is that it's got to come, it's got to come from internal and it can't be how I want other people to perceive me or how other people do perceive me. It's Mm -hmm. the, 
it's the purpose I bring into the world. And mm. through that, I can hopefully zero in a little bit closer on who I actually am. And, you know, I think an important marker in this journey is that because this is quite difficult and can be quite confronting, you know, I don't know that I think the journey is easier if you seek a guide, whether yes. that be in the form of a coach or, you know, therapist or whatever those, you know, having someone being able to sit external to you and go, nope, you're heading down this path again. Um, the example I gave last week was actually, you know, the coach, you know, we're the bumpers on the bowling lane. We're going to stop you throwing your ball five lanes over just because you think that's a cool thing to do. It's like, no, 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 here's the course you set. You know, we're going to deviate slightly, but we're going to generally point you in the right direction. And to give you that safety that, so to go back to Sam's original analogy of, you know, sitting with a tribe, you can have a guide that walks with you that carries a torch. So it might only light the next three feet in front of you, but you're not sitting in the complete darkness all by yourself, which is, you know, not appealing to me in the slightest in any um, metaphorical sense or uh, literal <laughs> sense. I give you the tip. But it's, you know, having a guide can make the journey feel not quite so isolating and help you when you've, so I've worked through the process so then I'm able best to help other people work through the process. So as coaches out in the ecosystem, if you've worked through this process and you understand the value of coaching, is it not then easier for you to then coach your clients through said process and help them get to those other side? Yeah. And I mean, but you, and you don't have to have arrived yet. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like I, you know, and just now, like, you know, I hope, Ashley, I hope I wasn't too, like, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> intending to, like, attack what you said. I, no, I, truly, I loved it. Yeah. I truly think what you said was so beautiful. I'm not there. Like, I don't, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, who am I? Like, I know I love people. I love people so much. And I think that it stems from the fact that I didn't feel love growing up. So I have this like overwhelm of love that I want everyone to feel. And so when I come into conflict with somebody, I panic because it's like, why don't you see that I love you? And why don't you accept it? You know? And so like, that's kind of where I'm going with in my thoughts. I'm like, okay, you know, but like by having these conversations, by Ashley sharing that piece of herself, like I can just ask her that question. Yeah, but like mm. that's beautiful. What about when you're in a dark place? You know, yeah. or like with Sam, like, you know, um, okay, I get it. You're really afraid to find the monster. Why? Mm -hmm. mm. What happened? Well, what, you know, what what yeah. was your last negative reaction to something? You know, just like and we can converse and we're all you know, you only have to be this much further ahead on the journey to right. be able mm. to just kind of pull somebody along with you, which, you know, again, it's that's our job as coaches. We we're just guiding along the journey and just pulling people ahead, uh, you know. Well, and Christina, you kind of, you know, I just realized you had said, you know, when you go into nature, what are you hiding from? And I 
said, you know, I don't really go to hide. I kind of go to ground and to reflect. But if I ask myself that question next time I'm there, am I hiding from something? Am I avoiding something? Right? Like, that's Mm. something I hadn't thought about. And that might take me to another answer and another thing to consider. So it, it, I don't think as a coach, you, you necessarily need to be like, yes, I know exactly who I am and what I'm doing. But like, if you're not asking those questions and open to the ideas and feedbacks from other coaches or therapists or whoever you might be working with, then you also will never get to that place or get closer to it. Cause you'll, hmm. you'll be dead set on, you know, remaining in the space that you're at and holding on to the labels and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's, you know, you just challenged me, which is good. Which is the power of, of coaching and which is what yeah. we, we aim to do with our clients. Like I have always aimed to do with you guys and, and other clients and through the journey, but also being able to turn that, that lens on ourselves, but you know, some of the most powerful conversations I've had in my coaching calls, like being coached, has been as like, so what are you avoiding by focusing on this? Is this a problem? Are you making one? What are you mm-hmm. avoiding? And then, but once you know what your purpose, like who you are, it becomes very clear to, you know, um, work towards your purpose. Then you can align values to that and make decisions that are best for you and, you know, had you where you know to use the Nicole Carroll analogy for the affiliates it's like what's their north star head towards that and once you know that then there's no stopping you on that path awesome work guys big topic today and I like we could talk about this for hours but I know that we all have lives to change and and people to impact so we're going to go forth and do that um For anyone listening, please like or subscribe on your favourite platform. If you're listening to this or watching this, please drop your comments below. Send us a DM if there's anything you want to chat about. Um, We have links in the bio to our MDCP course online to book in for a call with us. Um, Just come hang out and have a chat. We love talking to you guys and we're excited to help coaches, you know, take that next step. Awesome. I will see you guys on the uh, flip side. All right. Thank you.